This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money To Me. This is your Need To Know Financial Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Now we've got a very special guest today. Daryl Garber is Elmo Software's Chief Commercial Officer or CCO. Now to catch up our beloved listeners, the Elmo Software business is a 283 million market cap SaaS software technology business listed on the ASX under the code ELO. Now in a nutshell, Elmo is a leading provider of cloud-based HR software for small and medium-sized businesses. Customers and operations across Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom operate Elmo. Now, it's a software as a service or SaaS, like we've said, business model based on reoccurring subscription revenues. And as you'll hear in our chat today with Daryl, it's really a one-stop shop that is offering, you know, pretty compelling solutions to small, medium, large businesses. If you look up Elmo on wherever you track your investment in the markets, you'll notice that the stock has been around on the ASX for a couple of years now, actually listed uh, back in June 2017. Elmo back then raised $25 million at the IPO at $2 per share at a valuation of $108 million. So it has been, um, basically it's doubled in, in where we are currently trading it uh, as we record this podcast. You'll also notice that the company was founded back in 2002 and Daryl joined the company back in 2011 and has over 10 years experience in roles encompassing business development, marketing, corporate finance, management and strategy. Hence why we wanted to bring him on the podcast to hear about his thoughts on the software sector. That's it. Now, Daryl is clearly our guy to speak to as he's been with Elmo through the early growth phase, which they actually had fewer than 20 employees and less than 5 million in annualised reoccurring revenue. He's also worked across various departments as Elmo grew rapidly and transformed into a global ASX listed company with more than 500 employees and over 100 million in annual reoccurring revenue. Now, he played a critical role during Elmo's pivot in 2017-18 period of expansion by actually acting as a project lead for Elmo's listing on the Australian Stock Exchange, the subsequent capital raising and a number of their acquisitions. And remember, before we get into it, our chat today is not considered personal advice. Even though we're registered financial advisors at Shore and Partners, please note this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. With that, we'd like to welcome Daryl Garber from Elmo Software. Thanks, Felicity. Thanks for having me. I'm Candice. So to start off the conversation, can you tell us a little bit more about Elmo and how the technology and idea actually came about? Elmo essentially is a one-stop shop for small and medium-sized businesses to manage people, process and pay. Uh, The idea came about because our founders had a thesis that business process um, at the time of our founding 
was uh, very inefficient. It was mainly paper-based. Um, so there was this new thing called the internet and they thought that would really uh, pave the way to provide a lot of efficiency to automate these processes um, and really assist businesses managing people. They uh, essentially developed a learning solution as the first module, if you will. And in the early days, it was quite a hard sale because not only was um, internet very slow, as often um, companies didn't have computers, but fast forward uh, to 2022, everyone's got a computer in their pocket. Um, and using software to automate business process has really become the gold standard. And uh, HR professionals need their tools of trade to manage their workforce, just like financial professionals need their finance system or sales professionals and need their CRM. So um, it's really uh, was, was the right thesis. And uh, I, I guess that's reflective on uh, how, how the business has grown over that time. That's right. I mean, not as slow as dial-up though, right? Yeah, um, it, I like it was dial-up um, back in the day. So, um, you know, <laughs> as, as the internet improved, it, it certainly provided a tailwind for us. And, and it really, you know, that conversation didn't happen anymore as to, uh, you know, the, um, the friction between the internet, um, particularly with the advent of, uh, of mobile technology. So it, it's been a, it, it was the correct thesis and uh, the technology was certainly paving the way to, to what is now the, the, the gold standard in, in business process management. Is there a story behind the name? Because when I think of Elmo, I think of Sesame Street. So what does Elmo actually stand for? So Elmo stands for e-learning modular objects. Uh, Essentially, it's a homage to our founding and our first module um, as a learner management system with some online training courses. But we really pivoted the business in 2013 to um, be a one-stop shop for all people management process. And that's really when the business started to take off, when we started to build new modules and really help HR with their various other processes and become that um, central vendor that HR can go to, to to help and assist them with this. Um, is when the, the company really started to achieve their, their high growth rates. So building out these modules, you know, you joined the firm back in 2011, right? And then you're saying it started to really accelerate in 2013. So switching into kind of your role within the business and why you decided to join Elmo, give us give us that story. You know, what's the backstory there? I was studying property economics at a UTS and it was uh, around the time of the GFC. So uh, getting, getting a job in property was quite challenging at the time. So I started a entry-level sales job um, at Elmo doing lead generation essentially, which we now call in the software industry SDR work. And uh, I quickly realized that um, Elmo had huge prospects. Um, The internet and um, the technology that we're providing was really the future of work. And this really kick-started my career, and I knew there'd be lots of opportunities at Elmo. So as the company grew, I grew with it. Um, I moved from entry-level roles to senior roles and eventually into management positions. And um, I really had exciting projects I was able to participate in and lead, particularly our our IPO and initial acquisitions. And now I really focus my time on investor relations and our dealings as a publicly listed company. Now, I'd like to just point out that Daryl and I actually did property economics together. Oh, did you? So we've known each other for we, a long time now. We did property now. economics together and we also did our um, graduate um, diploma in applied finance together. Wow. So. 
Small we world, did, eh? and yeah. and ended up both in kind of different. We're both not in property, so it's kind of funny how that um turns out. Daryl, can you go through the technology, right, and how it works, and why it's of benefit to businesses? That's the first question. Now, the second one is: What trends are you seeing within your customer base? Are there any modules or products that are being more popular in the recent economic environment? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll cover the first question. So in terms of our technology, so we provide a very broad modular solution to give customers a one-stop shop um, to manage their employee life cycle, their full employee life cycle from hire to retire. So what we do essentially is automate many mundane HR tasks for HR professionals. So things that everyone's doing um, as um, in the course of their business, like recruitment, onboarding, learning and development, performance management, HR administration, which are things like your employee uh, details and leave, um, expense management, um, et cetera, et cetera. The effective result for the businesses, why, why they choose us or why they need us, is because it results in increased efficiency for the business as a result of the automation, um, increased transparency, um, as a result of the reporting analytics that we're um, able to provide, which they can then utilize to make business decisions and the ability to effectively manage a hybrid or flexible workforce, which uh, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. In terms of the trends um, that we're seeing, um, uh, so the, the particular trends um, or the topical areas at the moment are well-being and hybrid work, which are both new modules that we've recently brought to market. So I'll talk about well-being first. Is um, well-being? Uh, I don't think it's it's a secret. There's there's a mental health um, epidemic, particularly in the developed world, and we do a quarterly um, employee uh, sentiment index survey, which is like a pulse of what employees are feeling at the moment. And uh, this last quarter, the results came that over seventy percent of Australian workers believe the cost of living pressures are negatively impacting their well-being. And this is particularly acute amongst Gen Z who are feeling most affected with over 82%. Um, so what our wellbeing module does is essentially um, leverages our online learning resources. And we've also partnered with a specialist uh, employee assistance provider called Acacia Connection to uh, provide access to 1,300 um, experienced mental health clinicians that they can then you know, utilize to assist their well-being to really tackle or best tackle um, the, this problem that a lot of our customers and their staff are facing. Now, moving on to hybrid work, this is also a very topical area and one I've seen a lot of debate amongst business leaders about. And regardless if you're pro-hybrid um, remote working or you're pro-in-office working, while we're in this hybrid work environment, um, I know in our journey growing the business, um, from you know twenty odd employees to over five hundred where we're at now, is mm -hmm. a lot of the a lot of the secret sauce, if you will, came from the ideation in going for lunch with with your colleagues, you know, having a coffee and just you know talking about sport or your family for for eighty percent of the time, and then. Uh, you know, the last 20%, you'll, you'll, you'll solve a problem that, you know, you were facing develop, developing the product or through the sales and marketing process, etc. So it's uh, how do you manage that in a hybrid work environment? So what we've done is we, we've created a module that essentially um, enables our customers to 
see who's in the office, who's out the office, and be able to plan so then they can still foster the, um, the culture, the um, innovation, um, but still be able to also ensure that they can, you know, a- adopt a hybrid working policy, which may also have well-being benefits for many individuals. It's interesting you're talking about the hybrid model because I guess, you know, that's the post-COVID world we're living in, right, for many businesses, small, medium and large. Um, I just want to break it down for our listeners, right? So, these trends you're talking about, it's obviously very Australian market focused. Do you know if this is similar to what's happening in the UK and, and Europe and America? And like that leads into, I guess, what is your addressable market size? You know, now Elmo is more than just an Aussie company. You, you're going offshore more and more. You know, how, how is it comparing the Aussie market to, to other offshore opportunities? Yeah, so we started um, we started with the Australia focus and then expanded into New Zealand and and more recently into the UK. So it is a trend we are seeing across um, the, the markets we operate, New Zealand and the UK as well. In terms of our, of our total addressable market, so in the mid market, uh, we've got seventy five thousand organisations in Australia, New Zealand, as well as the UK. This represents a ten point six billion dollar opportunity. Uh, we've got circa 5% market share as of the half. And obviously, this uh, will be refreshed uh, when we put our full set of financials to market later this month. Um, and out of this 5%, they've only got um, a, a handful of our modules of uh, available approximately 20. So um, we've got lots of room to grow our mid-market uh, customer base, which is the lion's share of our um, annualized recurring revenue, uh, both through winning new customers as well as cross-selling to additional modules um, that our clients need to our existing, existing customers. So sorry to just um, break it down even more, that 5% market share you've already captured, is that mainly just moving businesses from the old system like Paper Excel onto your modules or is it winning it actually from competitors? Exactly as you said um, in the first instance, it's mainly taking people into the cloud for the first time. Right, so okay. A lot of even mid-market organizations are still very early in their adoption curve. They may have some point solutions, so they may have something that they've got for, say, you know, learning or, um, you know, one element, but they, they, they often will take a multitude of Elmo modules and over time everyone wants to, you know, their staff to, to log into one system to, to be able to do as much possible to make make it simple and remove the friction for the employees in their organization. And uh, I guess the, the, this uh, leads me on to the, the next market segment, which we focus on, which is the small business segment, um, which really came through our acquisition of Breathe in 2021. So the small business segment uh, is uh, employees with uh, businesses, rather, with employees of 50 or less. Uh, this is a $2.2 billion market opportunity. Um, there are 3.7 million organizations here across Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of small business organisations, and we've got uh, we've got less than three percent um, market penetration here, and it's an area of uh, rapid growth for Elmo. So uh, um, we're, we're experiencing strong growth here, and it really provides us a good opportunity going into the future. Yeah, a lot more to grow. Would you say it's a fair assessment to say that the big end of town, like Salesforce, Alas, I can never say that company name right, Alas. 
Atlassian. Atlassian. I don't, my Atlassian. brain just can't get around it for some reason. Would it, would it be fair to say that those guys target the the big enterprise, you know, 100-plus employees, and you're more focused on the small end of town? Like what, what would you say is correct there? Well, firstly, um, I might differentiate ourselves for them, from them is because um, Salesforce is really focused on Salesforce automation. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlassian um, really focuses on, um, you know, tools for project management, particularly with um, developers. Elmo is really focused on HR and people management. So um, they, they all do business um, automation software and really help businesses work more effectively and efficiently. Um, but we've all got our little, uh, you know, niches that we focus on. So in where Elmo really focuses is the mid-market. Our, our real core sweet spot is businesses with 100 to, say, 2,000 employees. Right. And a small business platform through Breathe, the, the real sweet spot is um, 50 employees and below. And, and why, I guess, that they have their own sweet spots is different businesses have different levels of complexity with their people management needs. So you really need a fit-for-purpose platform for each market segment. Otherwise, you know, a, a mid-market business using a small business platform, it, it, it won't have the level of... Uh, you know, c- uh, complexity or sophistication that they require um, to manage their people effectively and vice versa, a small business platform using a mid-market product, it might be um, over, you know, over complicated for the simplicity um, they need with, a, with a, you know, less staff in their workforce. That's really interesting. Now, I'm going to pivot to more of the trends in the SaaS space. I guess, Daryl, are there any future catalysts that you believe in this sector that will benefit Elmo? Felicity, the last few years have been so transformative um, in the world. You know, there's obviously been um, COVID and everyone's been forced to move to a remote working environment. And um, this has provided um, for us um, an environment where we've been really been able to assist customers to effectively manage their remote-based workforce. So um, with things like hybrid working and even modules such as, you know, onboarding and recruitment, it's really made our solution mission critical for many organizations to be able to effectively um, operate in this sort of environment. So we're really focused on making the most of that opportunity and, uh, Given the pace of change that's occurred over the last couple of years, um, we're not looking too much in the future into you know what trends might might happen. Though we work very closely with our clients to to try identify their challenges and provide solutions to be able to assist them in their businesses and their workforces. And um, but right now it's being re- it's really being able to assist businesses manage their hybrid workforces, um, which is really providing a good tailwind for us, um, which is reflected in our recent results. Yeah, because I guess, you know, companies are always going to need HR, SaaS support. Um, and I think that what was really interesting are people are getting onboarded to new businesses without even being in the office at all, right? It's all remote. And I can see how Elmo would really benefit those companies. Now, so we've gone really high level, Daryl, on the business model for Elmo. But before we take a look at the company financials and of course hear the growth outlook, which is the exciting part, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're back. All right, so we're obviously um, a podcast about talking money. So this is our segment where we're going to really look under the hood of the company financials. So, Daryl, we want you to talk money to us, okay? So your latest <laughs> update was pretty fantastic. You know, you delivered some solid numbers and a pretty interesting outlook. So I'm just going to summarise a, a couple of the key takeaways from our perspective. So firstly, strong FY22 ARR organic growth of 29% double digits, love that. Organic annualized reoccurring revenue, KGAR growth of 36% from FY18. So good, strong track record there. And your increasing operating leverage was driven, you know, mainly by an all-in cash costs that's remained steady with a tight 35 to 35 mil quarter range. Um, and that's been consecutive for five quarters. Impressive. And then finally, FY23 guidance looks really good from what you're kind of uh, forecasting here. Um, and to continue to grow, like you were saying at the top end of our conversation, despite what's going on, you know, recession and the macro backdrop. So as a result, I noticed your share price was up 10% on the day. So that's, that's always nice, isn't it? Positive. So I guess breaking it down, what gives Elmo the confidence to give such a strong guidance? You know, what is driving your growth, if you can talk about it, and how has the company factored in these macro risks that we're facing at the moment? We've got strong conviction around our guidance for a couple of reasons. Firstly, um, we've got um, longish, well, not longish, but, you know, three to six month sales cycle, which gives us a really good view on our pipeline and um, our sales pipeline really underpins our FY23 guidance. Uh, we've also got um, really strong momentum in the business from the trend towards hybrid and flexible working, um, which is providing a tailwind for us behind the adoption of people management solution. And that's reflected in our FY22 numbers and our pipeline supports this um, for FY23 as well. Um, and that really is the reason why, um, you know, that, that, that we can be um, confident of, of the guidance we've put out. And uh, also, uh, we've done a, 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 a heavy amount of investment over the last couple of years. And we've really got the team and product in place to be able to, to leverage that's provound, uh, provided the foundation for, um, you know, our growth and as well as our ability to, to um, scale and reach operating cash flow break even in FY23. 
Yeah, so that's one of the benefits of being a recurring monthly or subscription-based business model, right? Because you can kind of predict and see your pipeline, like you're saying, three to six months in advance. Any further elaboration on why you've been able to smash these numbers in, in consecutively for the last five quarters? You know, you've been able to hold costs in particularly pretty stable. Yeah, so it's really about the investment that we've done over the last couple of years. So despite the macro conditions in the last couple of years, we identified that we had a very large market opportunity and we were still early in our growth phase. We really needed to build out the product and team to um, make the most of this opportunity and to get to the scale of where we're at. Um, so we've done this. Um, we've achieved um, you know, significant milestones within um, our product, within our team. And we've now got the infrastructure where we can leverage um, our foundation to, um, you know, build on our, our, our growth rates that we have, build on the momentum and the, the, the brand recognition we have in the market uh, to be able to deliver growth into FY23 and beyond. SaaS is a rapidly changing uh, in sector, right? So how does Elmo stay relevant in such an evolving, fast-paced environment? This, this is actually a really important question and, and, and this is something that I'm quite passionate about because when customers um, purchase or partner, if you will, with Elmo, they're not getting a discrete product. They're getting a constantly evolving and enhancing solution. So how do we keep it relevant for them? Uh, well, the, the way we keep it relevant for them is by really having a customer-centric approach, working really closely with them. So to do that, we've got formal feedback loops and we've got informal feedback loops. We also partner with uh, you know, national HR industry associations, and are very deeply embedded within the HR community. And they really feed or inform us onto what modules we built, and that, that's how we've built our suite out over the last couple of years, and what enhancements to make. And um, because as the nature of work changes, so too must the tools that HR professionals need. And that, that's really uh, enabled us to, to stay relevant and, and have a leg up uh, in being the provider of choice. Uh, in the market. So really to summarise is Elmo's not a cookie cutter approach. You're ever evolving and you really tailor the solutions to the companies that run your software. Would that be correct? Essentially, we we evolve and enhance and that's the benefit of, of cloud-based um, software versus traditional on-premise software is that it, it is, you, you do have the ability to constantly evolve and enhance and improve the product. Um, so if you you know, have a, have a look of uh, where it goes o over time. It, uh, it constantly um, evolves with customer feedback and, and we, we've really built out a reputation for that and uh, it's, it's really important. Fantastic. Well, your growth numbers speak for it, right? And it's, it's obviously a sticky offering that you're making for your customers because they want to continue to grow with you. And I guess... Sticky, sticky and, relevant, and relevant, right? That's what we like. <laughs> Stick it to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, it, and it really gets, um, you know, entrenched within the crux of the organization. It, it touches all the employees. They they use the leave. They use the onboarding. They use the performance appraisals. Yeah. 
and it's harder for them to leave you, right, in that yeah, sense. Absolutely. Well, why would they want to? Yeah, right? yeah absolutely, yeah. because they go through that, um, you know, change management to, you know, go from Excel or paper or, or casual conversations to, to having something more formalised where, where there are benefits to the business. That, that's a strength of the business model in, in general, which is not just unique to Elmo, but, you know, all SaaS businesses that provide business automation um, solutions. But Elmo's are the best at it, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you two are biased because you guys go way back, right? Um, I guess it's refreshing to listen to you talk about the growth and the pipeline um, because of what's going on in the in the macro environment, right? But I guess cloud software, um, you know, external solutions for small, large, medium businesses, they're not going anywhere. So not looking at the short-term view, it, it makes sense and yet your numbers are speaking to it. So speaking of the future, can you give us any further comments on expansion, you know, into new software, system, products, services, maybe new markets, any M&A that you can speak to? Yeah, so since IPO, we've, um, or, or since our first acquisition, um, just before IPO, we've had 10 acquisitions. So we, we have been quite um, acquisitive. But in 2021, we had two transformative acquisitions. One was Web Expenses in the UK, and one was uh, Breed, which is also based in the UK. So Web Expenses really provided us um, an expense management solution, which is a really key area for a lot of businesses to manage their expenses um, and have that uh, visibility. But it also had a great team with previous um, HR software experience. So we've been able to leverage that to actually launch the Elmo business in the UK. So we've been really focused on um, betting down the um, web expenses business and, uh, you know, making it into the Elmo mid-market business. And um, that's already been, um, um, you know, significantly done. Uh, We've launched a number of Elmo modules into the UK and we've actually won um, a, a number of customers in the UK. So the focus is really to to, to continue to accelerate um, Elmo's growth in the UK in the mid-market. And similarly, on the small business front, um, Breed, we launched a number of modules into um, Breed in the UK. Breed was uh, experiencing a tremendous growth. The small business segment, as you mentioned, is very, very early in their adoption of um, people management and HR software. So we're getting really strong growth out of Breathe. And when we purchased them, they only had one module essentially, which was um, HR core, which is like, you know, leave and HR administration. We've been able to add uh, another three uh, modules and we've been able to increase their module count by 30% since acquisition. So the focus is really to grow the opportunities um, with these um, acquisitions and uh, organically grow um, at, at our high growth rates um, into FY23 and beyond. Fantastic. Now, can we delve a little bit deeper? I mean, what do you look for when you're potentially going to take over a business? I mean, how do you ensure that your values align, that the software will benefit Elmo moving forward? So historically, it's either been for client lists where we can cross-sell our broad suite of modules into or it's been for technology where we do an assessment of build versus buy. And if it makes sense to uh, buy the technology rather than build it um, from, a, from, a, from a cost and time perspective, then, then we'll do that and launch it within the, the, uh, this, the, the platform and make the most of the commercial opportunity. Um, but with saying that, 
um, after two um, large trans, um, transformational acquisitions, um, the, the, the real opportunity at hand is to ensure that we um, maximize the growth we'll be able to deliver out of these two and really grow the um, mid-market uh, Elmo business in the UK and really grow the small business, uh, small business business as well and continue on their high growth trajectory. Well, that's really exciting, right? And I guess that kind of leads into our final question for the day. What really excites you about where the company is today and, of course, Elmo's future growth? At IPO in, in FY17, our ARR was less than 20 mil. Um, this year, it surpassed the 100 mil threshold, which is a huge milestone for any SaaS business. That's tremendously exciting for us, and it really um, validates our strategy and um, the, the, the years of investment and hard work that the team have done. And now we're at a point where we've heavily invested into maturing the product and team, and we've provided the infrastructure to scale their business. So it's an, a really exciting time. Um, as we're experiencing the benefits of the scale, we've got a, um, a, a, a great set of solutions. Um, we're experiencing operating leverage come through. Um, this is, starts off with strong EBITDA results that we posted in FY22 overshooting the top end of our guidance and cash flow break even will follow in FY23. And um, this is all while we're still experiencing rapid growth. So um, it, it's a really exciting time about the business and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to the years to come. So are we. So are we. I guess to finish off, I just want to um, just raise one, I guess, theme that we talk about quite often here on Talk Money to Me is a bit of skin in the game and diversification. So we know that for all businesses, it's very important to have diversified customers in all different sectors. Um, where would you say, you know, just to wrap up the, the conversation about growth, that you're seeing, you know, opportunity there across the diversification of your customers? Well, We've got a very, because we operate in the mid-market and small business, we don't really have any core segments where we can we, we can say, you know, we're getting 20% growth in this segment or, uh, or, or this segment um, constitutes a high percentage of our customer book. I can't talk from an investment perspective, but from a company perspective, you know, and I, I think the strength of, of our business and our business model is that we've got very low customer concentration. So like maybe an investment portfolio, yeah. Uh, when you have a business where you've got low customer concentration, it means, you know, if there's one industry that's struggling due to, you know, cyclical conditions, it means that, that there's other industries that, um, you know, make up a strong proportion of your customer book that might be benefiting from, you know, government grants or, or, or whatever it might be. So um, diversification is important. I believe it is and not just um, from an investment point of view, but, um, you know, from, from a company point of view. And, uh, you know, and, and I think you've seen that with, uh, you know, other companies that might rely on, you know, a couple customers that take a big percentage of uh, their revenues is, you know, our, our, our top 10 customers are still a very small percentage at last reporting, low single digits of, of our revenue book. So it, it's, it, it's an important attribute of the business and one that really, um, makes it a defensible um, a, a company and investment, I think. Now, I was fibbing before when I said that was actually the final question. <laughs> we have one We have one more we very keep important our toes question, Daryl. This is the million-dollar question. I, I know this question. I yeah, because we question. hear you're an avid, li- uh, avid listener, so that's great. And, uh, and I didn't prepare for it either, so we'll have oh, to wing well, it. Oh, you don't need to. <laughs> Coffee, tea or tequila? <sighs> 
the truth is the truth is coffee but uh you know to have a bit of fun i'm gonna i'm gonna say tequila because who doesn't like a good tequila every now and then oh yeah i love a spicy margarita and i think everyone now knows that because <laughs> i've said it a few times well thank you so much for chatting with us today it was really great to have you on the show all right thanks so much for having me candace and felicity appreciate pleasure. it pleasure Please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shoring Partners, our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. If this conversation has piqued your interest, feel free to always reach out to us. We'd be happy to chat to you more broadly about your circumstances. And obviously the conversation with Daryl today is based on the facts known of recording, which is the 9th of August, 2022. It's actually Felicity's birthday. So shout out to Felicity on your birthday the birthday girl and still working. (laughs) All right. Make sure you follow us on at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates. Although that's actually been a little bit slack at the moment with Harsher away on holidays. Um, Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And remember, if you have any questions or you want to contact us, you can at tmtm at equitymates.com. We'll be back next week. Until next time. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equitymates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the host of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.